Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. So welcome back to the Leadership Mindset Podcast series, and uh, I'm very pleased today to have John Dabrowski with me. Now, John and I must have met, gosh, about five or six years ago, I think, out networking and our paths keep crossing. (laughs) And I saw John speak recently at the Professional Speakers Association and thought, what a a great uh, guest John would be on the series. So... Uh, a big thank you, John, for being with us today. My pleasure to be here. <laughs> so a little bit of background on John. Um, some of you may know of him because he's actually published a book called Off the Wall. And John's expertise is all around mental resilience. And uh, he started a career in basketball many, many years ago now and um, retired due to injury when he was 27. But while he was playing, uh, he actually established a British record for the most points scored in a single match, which is 98. Phenomenal. Um, <laughs> I've never played basketball, actually, John, I have to be, <laughs> I have to be honest, but uh, that sounds pretty incredible. And since then, uh, John, well, John's, there's been a number of uh, challenges on John's journey. I guess that's why he's particularly fascinating in the whole topic of mental resilience. But um, if we go back five years ago, uh, he was broke, living with his mum, decorating to pay the bills. Um, And then he's applied the techniques and philosophies that he's going to talk about today and also the techniques and philosophies that he uses with his clients and in his speeches to make a massive difference in his life. And it's, you know, I've ne- as I say, I've known John about five years and just seeing the difference, I, we were chatting today, seeing the difference in him over the last sort of two or three years has been amazing. And he's mm-hmm. out speaking all over the world, um, spoke on the Queen Mary too. Amazing experience. And the, uh, yeah. <laughs> on the cruise to York. And he's also spoken at an event where Barack Obama was there. That's right, in San Diego. So you need to get on <laughs> one with Donald Trump now yeah. as well then, John. <laughs> <That's> that <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so let's let's start um, with a few questions. I mean, for you, John, especially given the journey you've had, how do you keep yourself psychologically strong and lead yourself and keep yourself in the in the best sort of way, mindset-wise? Well, I guess it's gratitude is number one, and that is just being grateful for what I've got because I realise that I may have struggles, I may be challenged, but I'm so much better off than so many people in the world. And often, just thinking that, that when you, when you have a day where things are going wrong, if you imagine them being like a dark dot that appears in your day, and initially it's just a small dot of a traffic jam, a bad phone call, a bad email, whatever it is. At the moment, everything's okay. But if you focus on one of those, so it's even a Facebook comment, and you focus on it, you, you get angry and, and things are going wrong. And one way to get back on track is to reduce that back down and get back to where you were because in a few weeks time you won't even remember it but at that time it's really really serious and so gratitude is the one that works instantly because your mind affects your feelings directly there's a direct connection between your thinking and your feelings so the reason you're feeling bad is because you're thinking about something that's negative and so if you want to check what you're thinking about just check your feelings if your feelings are good carry on if they're bad stop what am I thinking? Change it. And the quickest way to change it, whatever you're thinking about, is to list off for maybe 30 seconds to one minute what you're grateful for. Gratitude. And by doing that, so I've got a nice house, a car, a wife, friends, McDonald's milkshake, whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is that makes you feel good, 
because you're thinking directly affects your feelings, you will instantly start to feel better. Then you, what you need to do then is take immediate action and move on. So I'm doing that all day long, all day long. Every time I get anything negative, I do that straight away. And I'm back up, back up, back up. Because we've talked before about the law of attraction. And I, I, I fully believe this is a law. I believe that uh, what you give out, you get back. But it's feelings that are really important. So it's how you're feeling. If you're feeling positive, you give positive out, you get positive back. If you're feeling negative, you give negative out, you get negative back. And the key is to stay more than 50% positive every day. And I know that for a fact. And I've been doing that for the last five years. So I've used all these techniques to get myself as positive as I can. On average now, I'm about 90 to 95% positive every day. And I do that through techniques. I won't go down that route of Brexit. We talked about that just earlier. You know, I can do nothing about that. All I do is get angry. <laughs> and so I decided a few months ago just to simply stop thinking about it, stop even going there, just focus on my business, make sure that's doing well. And when it comes to the point where we're in or out or half in and out, I don't care. I'll get on with my job and get on with my business and keep going. And that way I've got peace now. I don't get angry. I don't look at the news and discuss it. And, and that's how I stay positive, I guess, generally, all, all day long like it a lot John and, and I relate to a lot of what you're saying there I mean I talk um, I, I, one of my key concepts is something called think see do and it's about the fact that how you think mm. alters your perspective on things and so what you do and I think what you were talking about there about your thoughts impacting your feelings and as you were saying about that, that idea of something going wrong and it's just a dot mm. but you can make it a bigger dot can't mm. you? you can mm. make the impact mm. of it so it's your thinking that can alter your perspective and I think that's a really empowering thing though, isn't it, John? I think once yeah. you realise that, yes. that your thinking can control the way you're seeing things, the way you're feeling. Yeah. And I think it has massive impact. And the, the gratitude piece as well, I uh, I picked up on something six, seven years ago now where I do five positive things, at least mm. five positive mm -hmm. things about the day. Yes. So I think it's reinforcing that, that view, isn't it, of um, the yeah. days being actually a pretty good one. You might think there were some bad things that happened yes. in it, but... And there's always a different way of looking at it, so yeah. As a man thinketh, so he becomes. Mm -hmm. Somewhere, I can't remember, Nietzsche or someone. Yeah, 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 I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, in my book, What You See and What You Say is What You Get is my, my quote that I've developed. And it's what you, what you see inside your head, what you say generally, what comes out of your mouth is what you get. Because what I did is I changed the way that I... In fact, it, it was a video I saw, The Secret, it's um, about the, all the positive stuff that's happened in the world. And one thing that really hit me on that, I got, that's where I got the law of attraction from, and the dream board, which yeah, we'll yeah. talk about later. Yeah. Um, but um, in that situation, I got the phrase that they, they said to me was this, you can create your own future. I said, no, you can't. It's bad luck that I'm divorced twice, bankrupt, finished, in debt, living with my mum, decorating to pay the bills. They said, no, you are where you are, because of the thoughts you've had in your head, the way you've spoken, and the actions you've taken. You can change where you head from this moment on by simply changing the way you think, the way you speak, and the way you act. So I did that, and everything's changed in the last five years, bit by bit, all the way through to where I am now. Yeah, and it's that consistency then though, John, mm. isn't it, I think? It's, um, we're gonna get onto the whole subject to mental resilience in a moment, but I think it is about, um, I, I did a, a blog and a podcast start of the year about 
Um, well, it's about life buoys and sharks, which meant really, what are the things that keep you afloat that are good mm-hmm. for you? And then what are the things that can take you down? And I think it's being mindful of those, isn't it? And getting into yes. getting into good habits Absolutely. Uh, is, is a massive thing, really. And, and on that subject then, it, if we could, I'd like to just turn to, you, you started to talk about some good habits there anyway, John, but what are mm. the regular habits that keep you um, at your peak, really, would you say? And that ni- to give you that yeah. 90, 95% positivity. Yeah, so I always start the day in the same way. I always start, because I, I need to get, if you can imagine, because this is an audio, um, a vertical line. Yeah. And at the top of the vertical line is sunshine, happiness, high energy. At the bottom of that vertical line is darkness, depression, and low energy. And all day long, we're up and down like a yo-yo, depending where we are. Traffic jam, we're down there. A, a nice phone call, we're up there. And the idea is if we're more than 50% 50 positive every day, we start to win by the law of attraction. So I aim to have my day start at the top. If you start at the top of that vertical scale and you have a traffic jam, you dip down, it's easy to get back up again. But if you start at the bottom where you're kind of half asleep, miserable, fed up, and you have a traffic jam, you're finished. (laughs) The day's done, you're gonna have a bad day. And so to do that, what I do is I, I read a couple of pages of a motivation book or two in the morning, in a quiet time, so it actually is in McDonald's, it doesn't matter where it is, it can be anywhere. Um, I then look at my dream board, which is a vision board, which I've got 38 things on there now, 38 images of things I want to achieve before I die. I've already had 17 appear, so they've come off the board, and I've put new ones on. Okay. (laughs) They were originally, wedding rings were on, because I was single. Right, I've got married to the beautiful Julie now, four years married now. Uh, the Dubai hotels, I've been to Dubai four times. America, I've been to America now three times. A cruise line, I've been on two cruises now. And so what I do is I visualize each of those, because visualization is a big part of what I do. And I, I visualize each of those pictures. An example would be a helicopter ride over Victoria Falls. And I visualize filming Julie with me she's got the ear things on and she looks at me then she gazes out of the window and I film her <laughs> like a film um, and then I, have, I pan around to the helicopter pilot hopefully he's still there and then I, I pan <laughs> over to the other side and then when I look down within a second we're going over the falls and, it, and my stomach goes in the visualisation in the morning I go ooh and that's how powerful visualisation is and what it does is because if you remember your feelings are affected by your thinking and when you create a picture in your mind you're thinking and so the picture affects your feelings and so I get excited so I then go through all the other ones the the orphanage I want to help one day and the the trip to Australia to see Julie's identical twin sister and so on and so those 38 take about 20 minutes by the time I've finished I'm on the top of that scale I'm feeling excited ready for the day Secondly, I then plan my day meticulously. I actually list off everything I've got to do. And I don't just produce a to-do list, I produce a priority list. The most important thing goes on number one, then number two, number three, number four. So it's in order, it's specific. And then I open my laptop, then I check my phone. I don't even check my phone before then, that's really important. If I check my phone when I wake up, there might be a negative email on there, and that's got me into a bad place. I don't do any of that. I start my day meticulously, motivation book or two a page from a book or two um, then my dream board then my planning and then I'm excited I'm really pumped up ready for the day and then during the day gratitude every time something goes wrong gratitude and then I guess the other one would be um, finding the positive in every negative a reframe technique in NLP terms neuro-linguistic programming 
and that is where I find when something's negative, I immediately, quickly, within seconds, find something positive about it. And so um, my father passed away seven years ago. What could be positive about that? He's dead. But I've, at the funeral, I've reconnected with two relatives who we're really close with now, got great relationships with. And so when you find something that's positive, at least you've got hope. Where the funeral, he's dead, that's just negative. And at least, so each time, if you come away with something positive, it gives you hope and you move on. Yeah, I guess no, that, that's brilliant. Yeah. And do you, do you find that you... If, if speaking honestly, one of my one of my issues, John, I, I relate to that. I think that starting your day well is is really important. However, for me, mm. um, sometimes I can get knocked out of the of the, of the routine and the habit, yeah. and have to bring myself back into it. Do you find that a challenge to do that? You know, the twenty minute visualization every morning is that sometimes something that goes a little way and you have to bring yourself back on track or are you, are you really disciplined with that mate? great question it used to be a challenge until I realised how valuable it is <clears throat> and once you put a priority on something you get it done so I raised the importance of it so high that I noticed that when I don't do that the day never goes the same I'm chasing myself I'm running around I'm, I'm, I'm angry I'm frustrated where when I have that discipline in place I'm calm I slow down and I get more done working less which is fascinating because I'm in the right place mentally yeah because I, I show in my master classes that are around the, around the world now I guess um, I show evidence slides of how positive versus negative and ability to make decisions and to perform when you're negative and how the heart rhythm is affected when you're negative versus positive and all these physical symptoms and mental symptoms and so I know that by starting that so it's like breathing for me now I, I refuse to start the day no matter how and, and often I'll be there and it's a good question because I'm often there halfway through this visualization of the dream board and I'm thinking I've got 30 things to do today what a crazy day I've got ahead of me and yet I won't go there I say no just go back to it keep going and then the day works out yeah no that's fantastic that's that's really inspirational I think John as well because I think for anyone listening to the podcast episode, I think it is about getting into some good habits and then uh, being disciplined and sticking with them. Mm. I mean, fully enough, I um, it was my birthday a couple of weeks ago and uh, we went for a spa day and stuff. And I, for the very first time, I did a Tai Chi class. Mm. And I've seen people do Tai Chi before and I thought it was fascinating. I did it and I thought, that is now going to be part of my um, morning ritual. And um, so to be, if I'm honest, I'm still bedding that in. But this morning, got up, did some Tai Chi before I came to see John Grosko. I thought that would get me in a good headspace. <laughs> but it's, um, it's bringing me to another question I was fascinated to ask you, John, actually, uh, in that when I was talking just about what I call life boys and sharks, and you've been talking about your, your daily routine, I personally think on the, on the subject that you're an expert on here, uh, resilience, I personally think some people talk about resilience in relation to how you react to things that go wrong and you know it's how you pick yourself up if things go wrong and all that kind of thing but i think there's a a massive part of it is the foundation you build first and um, so that you and i i love the way you describe getting yourself to the top of that vertical line because mm. i think that if something happens to you your resilience is going to be stronger because you've done mm. the groundwork mm -hmm. and it's not about how do I come back from it, it's, it's what have I done in the first place. And you and I swapped books um, a few years back and I enjoyed reading your book and yeah. chapter eight was all about stress management and a lot of it was around 
the kind of things you do to put yourself in the best place possible as a foundation really so what what are your thoughts on what what do you think resilience is then john building Mm. you know from that question where where does it go for you is it is it about that almost proactive approach um or is it how you react or is it a combination of the two i guess a combination of the two definitely (laughs) yeah (laughs) you probably knew that was coming yeah and that's a great point you make i hadn't realized myself that i do put things in place to avoid getting stressed and that's really important so um, I'm developing a second masterclass now, and, and part of that's going to be breathing, the importance of breathing and proper diaphragmatic breathing, and how you focus on that and calm down and, and mindfulness. I'm doing some work on that as well, as well as organisation and and, uh, yeah, and mindset. And so yeah, but getting stuff. So what I've described there about um, spending time in the morning, um, getting in a peaceful place, getting in the top of that scale, is critical. Because when I do get into a traffic jam or someone cuts me up, I don't react. I don't respond. The chimp paradox, you come across the book. I know you're, yeah, I've read that and I know you're a big fun of that yes, book. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. And the emotions, how the chimp reacts, overreacts. Yeah. Well, the reason that um, the, the time in the morning works so well is the chimp is asleep, your emotions are relaxed, so you do everything correctly. And it's when you wake up and start the day, the chimp, your emotions start to get involved and it can go wrong very quickly. And that's what stress is. Stress is negative thinking, basically. If you think about it, it, all stress starts in the head. But when I go through my sessions in my masterclass about the effects of stress, it's shocking of how much the, the body's affected, never mind psychological, emotional, f- um, physical. And so I think it's really important. And so it's a combination of setting up the day right, using those techniques, but then when something goes wrong, I think one of the, the big things for me is when I'm getting stressed, and I do, obviously I've got a lot on, I've got an international business building which I can't believe, this is ridiculous, but it is. Um, on the cruise, I met someone from Miami, Florida, who run, and they run a massive corporation, and it was, the guy's virtually retired, and um, when I looked it up on the website, I was amazed how big they are, and I've made contact with them, you never know. It's worth a shot, isn't it? But that's that. And so I'm really busy with that and stressed. But this is what I love about life, I think, is that I believe the only time that we grow in comfort zone and in character is when we're under pressure or under a bit of stress. And let me just say that the stress is okay. And we need a bit of stress. I like to call it stress and distress or call stress pressure. We need a bit of pressure to get up in the morning to get stuff done. We need that. But when it gets too much, that's when it damages us. And so what I say to myself is when I'm under pressure, that's when I'm growing and I'm getting stretched. So when I was 18, I remember having to introduce Professor Brown to four students sat around a little table in a tiny room, a mini lecture or something it was, whatever it was in a college. And I had to say, please welcome Professor Brown, or whatever his name was. And I remember my palms sweating, my heart thumping, my ears, this noise in my ears, didn't know what it was. And I went to the toilet to try and calm down. I remember sweating, coming back. I sat down, looked at them, and there's no happy ending. I bottled it. I couldn't do it. (laughs) And yet now I speak in front of hundreds and enjoy it. I've been on live TV, recorded TV. I've been on the cruise line. I've I've spoken in front of hundreds. And, And what it is, is I had to, first of all, speak to five people then 10, then 15, 20, 50, 100, 500. And each time I was under pressure, I was scared, if I'm honest with you, 
but I did it. Then I did it again, then I did it again. And so under pressure, without that, so my comfort zone for speaking now is massive. It was zero once. And so that's really important. And, um, and other areas. So that's how I can be 95% positive most days. Because when I'm under pressure and stress, I'm loving it because I know I'm growing and I'll see the results down the end of the weekend. When I look back on the week, I think, wow, what a great week that was. Wow, I, I got through that again. Or, or that, that masterclass at Rolls-Royce, which I had last Thursday, was like a, a real buzz because it was a, a beautiful thing. Um, and so, so pressure and responding to it. And character as well, you grow in character. Character, I'm a different character now. I'm, I'm, we talked about it earlier before we put this uh, recording on about the importance of things. I used to think things were really important. Big house, I wanted to have a big mansion, a big cars, everything else just to show off. And that was lack of maturity. Now I'm, I'm happy in the simple things of life and then making a difference to people out there. Yeah, you've used, um, I, I love that explanation, John, and you used the word growth quite mm. a lot there. Mm. And, um, and also I think that, well, well, first of all, stress being in the mind, I think you, or stress in the head, I think is a, is a really critical point because things happen, it's then how we think about mm. them and how we react to them, isn't it? Mm. And um, that's the big challenge. Yeah. But um, I think the, I, I've referred to it on a, on a couple of other podcast episodes, but there's a, I don't know if you've ever come across a great book. I think it's called Mindset by Carol Dweck. She's a, mm. a, a psychologist, but she talks a lot about growth mindset versus fixed mindset and about encouraging yourself yes. to get on the growth yeah. mindset side. Yeah, yes. yeah. And, and it is about then how you see a challenge. Mm. Does a challenge floor you mm -hmm. or is a challenge an opportunity for yeah. growth? And, it, and it's a mistake something that is a disaster or is it just something that didn't work out quite right and we you know you learn to find it another way yeah. yeah so it sounds like you are firmly in the growth oh. mindset camp yeah <laughs> which, is, which is good to hear yeah. Um, but yeah and and, and, and i think it, i mean i'm finding this fascinating john i'm sure people listening to are as well because i think that the, the thing i'm taking away which i knew anyway because sometimes we know it but it's, it's really good to listen <laughs> to you talk today is <laughs> It is about your foundation, mm. massively, isn't it? Mm. It's what you do on a day-to-day -day basis, the yes. routines you get into, the techniques and tools, your strategies you've got, I guess the personal strategies yeah. you've got to deal with things. And I think, I don't know about you, John, I think um, for most leaders in business, they're way too busy with their heads down doing stuff. And mm. they don't hit the pause button. They don't shift the way they approach their life, their business. Yeah. And, and you talk then you know, about some of the fundamental ways you've shifted your view of life, I guess, as well mm. as, as business. And, yes. and I think this is one of the biggest challenges for people in business. I think it is um, not getting on autopilot, not just head down doing things, mm. but saying, hang on a minute, this isn't necessarily working for me as well as it could. What do I need to change? And yeah. then um, working with people like yourself, John, I think, too, because often you need the input of somebody else. Mm. Like you were saying, you, you've gained a lot from things like the law of attraction, the chimp paradox. So you need yeah. that input from somebody else sometimes, don't you? Yes. But it is working with somebody like you then to say, hang on a minute, um, there's a better way of looking at stress. There's a better, better mm. way of looking at resilience and, and a better way of looking at myself, you know, in, in those situations. So, yes. Yeah, thank you hugely for that. Um, we've probably covered this mostly, but I was going to ask you another question about how do you, 
you've you've talked about some really serious down periods in in your life, I guess. Mm. Um, mm. Um, so how have you dealt with challenges over time? Maybe not as well as you would now, um, but how do you deal with the things that knock you now? Is it that thing about getting yourself to the bottom or the top of the vertical line, shall I say, and, and allowing yourself to come back? But how do you deal with challenges these days, then, John? Yeah, I, I guess self belief is the big one that I, I truly believe that the best is yet to come. I'm 65, I've got my pension last month and this month, <laughs> I can't believe it, and yet I'm going till I'm 80, 85. Now I don't know if I've been knocked down by a bus and killed next week, I can't control that. But you've intentionally is to oh go my into gosh. your 80s. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I block to about 2,500 people every Saturday, and that's consistency as well, um, where I just blog out uh, just a bit about what I'm doing, but also an inspirational story or some tips and techniques. And the feedback I've had from that is amazing because um, someone just emailed back and said that he saw me speak about eight years ago and I made a commitment to write a blog every week and he thought it was a big ask. And he said, well done, mate, <laughs> you're doing it. So you mentioned about consistency. I think that's critical to success. And it's just keeping going, keeping going. So I believe that if you just keep going, I've got a product that's good. It can get better, but people are starting to love it. And I've hit the market at the right time. So your product's critical. If you've got the right product, you've got a chance. Then you have to market it. You have to push it out there. Because like Colonel Sanders went to 1,009 chicken fries before he got his first yes. He had a fantastic product, but no one believed it or knew about it. So I believe I'm a bit the same. People are starting to discover it a little bit. <laughs> and you have to keep pushing on that. And I think that's really important. And, um, and so keeping going and keeping going. And so when I'm 75, 80, um, the story I think gets better, gets more interesting, because who's this old guy still doing it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'll be looking like in your 60s, well, John, won't you? Well, it's true, because I, I look like in my 40s now, don't I? Maybe, <laughs> maybe 50s. Too. <laughs> but I've got amazing energy now. I've got amazing energy. I've got an amazing wife and a support that's, that's really important. I've got something that I love doing so much that it's not a job. I'm very, very blessed very blessed to have found my purpose in life. I believe this is a real purpose that's almost destined for everyone. Everyone seems to have a purpose somewhere and is finding it. I found it in basketball in my early years and now I've found it again. In the middle of 40 years of sales and marketing, what didn't do it for me, but this is doing it because what better way is there than changing people's lives and the feedback I keep getting is it is doing that and get paid for it, travel the world with my wife, see the world, um, and ultimately it's making a difference that's, that's critical to me yeah no it's fantastic and I think um, we were just joking about age and stuff a minute mm. ago but mm. actually I, I think the critical thing is John that the way you live your life and the way that you think and approach life will have a big impact on the physical as you were saying about on the <sighs> physical side of things yes. so as you were saying stress is not just mental it's physical mm. so I think the way that you're approaching your life means You'll probably uh, be like a Peter Pan, John. You'll probably yeah, even look younger yeah. than in 10 years' time than well, that, you know. Yeah, I've got more energy than I've ever had in my yeah, life, I yeah, think. It's yeah. remarkable. And I was listening to Wayne Dyer. What am I? I love Wayne Dyer. Oh, yeah, I love Wayne Dyer. 40 years ago, I was listening to him, and I was a radio guy in well, 35 years ago. And I've just been watching his, his YouTube videos last night. And it kind of all came to root. Wow, this is the guy. He's still alive, still doing and the principles he's got i've just realized that i'm i'm repeating the same thing he's talking about the law of attraction as well i'm thinking wow it's come a full circle almost i was listening now i'm actually doing it and i'm becoming one of these minor people who 
who travel the world, sharing what they've got, changing people's lives and inspiring them. And you can even do it with a bus pass now then, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, do I get 30% off on the trains? <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting close behind you, so I'll be on to that as well. Good <laughs> no, I love that. That's brilliant. And um, and I think that, as you say, um, what's been what's great about your story, I think, is not only that you've... The key thing is not only have you turned your own life around, mm. but the great pleasure you get in helping mm. people turn their lives around mm. now as well. And I think, as you say, mm. that's when you when you when you found a purpose in your life that's um, making oh. you really happy and, yeah. and 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 also making a difference, which is is fantastic. Yeah, really, it's amazing. So okay, um, again, I think you, some of this has been coming out in the conversation. But what would you say are the underlying? values that drive you then John what are the what are the core yeah. values at the heart of, of, of John then I think number one is love for people I've always loved people it's a weird thing but I've always I've always got on with people and loved them and I, and I work in I've chosen not to have an office but I work in coffee shops and I've got tea rooms coffee shops all over the area where I spend the day when I'm not delivering um, and I spend an hour and a half two hours in each one so I'll grab my pot of tea because <laughs> I'll give a coffee four years ago, five years ago, and and I'll travel from one to the other. But I get to know those people, and I just love people. So loving people, but then if you can love people and make a difference to them, so wherever I am, I'm, I'm smiling, I'm lifting people. It's automatic for me because I I just like positive versus negative, and it happens naturally. So I'm I'm chatting to them, getting to know them. I'm known as the laptop man. <laughs> in some of them and, and the others I'm the tea man okay. <laughs> so the tea man or laptop man <laughs> and then they say oh, I've seen you in somewhere else you, 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 you're a traitor you've been <laughs> and, and so it is it's, I think it's that deep love for people making a difference because I think there's no better feeling in the world than helping someone I think that's unique you can't buy it you can't pay for it you can't earn it you have to do it for no return now ironically I'm getting returns I'm getting a living out of it but even I wasn't I'm still doing it I've been doing it but now I can do it for a bigger audience when it's one to many so when I'm speaking in workshops or speaking on stage I'm affecting 100 200 people maybe 10 of them even if 10 get something out of it it's worth it and um, then I hear years later that someone will come back to me it's happened a few times you gave me a free coaching session three years ago and I'm now working for this company can you come and do a talk and it's happened two or three times now and that's the law of attraction I just I don't do all the time but there's times I just bless people with books bless them with a with a free session and uh, and that's just a beautiful way to live and so it's I used to look for happiness but I think more important than happiness is contentment I use the word content now I think content you can be content in all things so you can be content even when you're going through a difficulty. You know, my we've got certain... My mum's my 96. There's coming a time when she won't be with us. And you have to deal with that. And my sister passed away last year. And she was working for me. That was a tough one. But we dealt with it. And, and my father again. And these things happen. But if you can just have that contentment in life where even if it's going well or bad, it doesn't matter because that's where contentment is. Happiness is only when you're happy. So if we're seeking, I think maybe that's some advice for someone out there, I don't know. Don't seek happiness, be content. Look what you're doing, help people, it's the quickest way to be happy, that's the law of attraction again. Help people by going out, doing something for somebody, whatever it is, 
even in a listening ear, um, for no return. Do that, and then you watch what starts to happen in your life through the law of attraction. Yeah, again, I'm. Um, I mean, you, you talk about the law of attraction. I've seen you talk about it in your speech, and, and I've seen the secret myself. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I guess it's just another form of karma, isn't it? Absolutely. And I'm a great believer in that. I think um, yeah. the energy we put out into the world is, is definitely. I mean, energy is a fascinating topic, anyway. I think, but the energy yeah. we put out into the world, I think, definitely has some impact on the energy we get back. Yes. And uh, and you were talking. I mean, I, I do a, I, I do speeches on leadership mindset, and, and you were talking about it, John. Then I think. The energy you get in a, with a group of people is really uh, is a real buzz as well, isn't it? You yes. know, when you're speaking to a bigger group of people, yes. um, I think it's uh, I think it is just something that gives you a different feeling, really. Yeah. Um, and I think that yeah, I, I play around with this sort of concept of happiness and contentment and whatever you might mm. call it, and mm. success and all of these words. But I think. Um, happiness can be like you were almost suggesting a little bit superficial at times we can mm-hmm. be happy mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was saying to you I've been to a couple of parties recently a 70th birthday party a 60th and it's you can be happy in the moment mm-hmm. but are you contentment content in a deeper yes. way and I think contentment is almost like a a deeper more consistent yeah. feeling isn't it and yes you love the word consistency but yeah, I think yes. that um, I think if we all get to that place of contentment Mm. Because again, John, you'll have found this. I always, I, I always, um, uh, this comes to mind actually. But I used to sing around the. Can't remember if I told you I used to sing around the pubs and clubs. I sing in a band now, and um, what I used to enjoy was you would go around singing in these sort of pubs and clubs sometimes, and some of the people hadn't got a lot, but they were they were using your word really content with the life. When mm. you got to chat That's with them, right. and yet you can meet mm. the most well-off people. Mm very wealthy people yes but they're not content mm. and they're not really well happy content yeah. whatever you might, might call it Absolutely. and it's again um about the way you choose to see things isn't it and, and and shifting that around yes so yeah thank you for that insight into your personal sort of values Great. and um yeah i, I mean i i think the, the two words that are sticking with me a lot today after mm. i listen to you are uh, contentment's a really good one from that and I think yeah. the consistency yes. piece as well yeah and um, I think if you know if we live our lives with more consistency and seek contentment those are two really good things to aim for aren't yeah. they John? <laughs> okay then we, we I've got, just got a couple of questions before we wrap up and then one of them was um, which you started to talk about in your sort of travels around coffee shops and travels around the world and your love for people um, but what about what's your view on how you get the best out of your relationships with other people. And you've started to talk about that a little bit, I guess, John, with doing good things for people and what have you. But what's your view on that? How do you how do you feel you get the best out of relationships? Yeah. Number one is take genuine interest in them and really listen and really pay attention. Um, because people who um, superficially listen but they're looking over the shoulder, you've experienced this at parties, maybe when someone looks over your shoulder, not really listening to you, there's a disconnection. So, so it's caring about people and listening carefully. Help wherever possible. So always be in the mindset of helping. And if you can just, they might just want to have a coffee with you or um, you might want to give them something. If it's a, if it's a client relationship versus a friend relationship, um, always look to see where you can help them with something rather than just take, it's to give, so it's giving. And yeah, I suppose that's the third one, is give rather than take. So always have a mindset of giving. What can I give? What can I offer? 
And that's where the law of attraction comes in because you can't outgive the law of attraction. Call it sow and reap, you call it karma, yeah. It is that, I believe, that you can't outgive it. You cannot. So test it. Get out there, just start giving. And that, I believe, is one of the biggest reasons that I'm now where I am five years later from being £30,000 in debt, house in negative equity, living with my mum on my own after 14 years, after my second divorce, and my life was over. I remember thinking at that moment, this is it, I'll just about survive. I'll never have another holiday as long as I live, then I'll die. That was five years ago, just over five years ago. It's incredible. And then I discovered these principles, and with consistency, belief that if you just keep going, it'll work out in the end. And that's what keeps me going, is that I may not see it now, but it's there, it's coming, it's nearly there. The best is yet to come. Just one more phone call, one more email, one more talk, and it's going to fall into place. Yeah. That's amazing, really. And uh, I almost can't imagine the person you would have been five years ago when you're in that sort of... Um, so I think we, we maybe we met about three or four years ago then, John. It felt longer, but um, yeah. we've, known each other, we've known each other a few years. But um, obviously I didn't know you when you were at that, that real low in your life. And it must be strange for you to even think of that, that person on that place yeah, you were in then. I actually was, and I did meet you then. I was in that place ah, then. Okay. I just okay. covered it very well. Okay. <laughs> no one knew. Right, no okay. No one knew for four years. I couldn't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah. I was decorating, trying to go to meetings. I used to hire a car. Yeah. I used to take my overalls off. I used to take phone calls <laughs> on the stairs, decorating to MDs of, of companies. And so and it was very hard because I was in Catch-22. I was working so hard decorating, I couldn't build my business. So for four years, it was like that. Then... Uh, the shoulder injury I got stopped me decorating for a few months, so I had to focus on the business. And then I saw the secret and got a couple of tips from that, and that's when it all started to change. Yeah, no, fantastic. And again, it's all in the mind, isn't it? All yeah. starts in the mind. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, fantastic. Okay, then. So before we um, we wrap up today, I've, I've loved it, John. I think it's been. Um, I think you and I, I you mm. and I are on the same page with a lot of things in the mm, way yeah. we look at things. Anyway, but it's been been great to hear your own personal view on on sort of mental resilience and mm. keeping yourself positive and what have you as well I've, I've certainly found it inspiration i'm sure anyone else listening to this will do as well but um just so people can find out a bit more about you john if, if they're interested to find out more um i guess what are you up to now and, and where can people find out about more about john yeah, Kabrowski, really? sure. what you up to? Yeah, great yeah so i'm, I'm having a, a bit of a ball i'm, I'm traveling all over now, so all over the UK, but also uh, um, Europe. I've just been booked for a conference in Stockholm, Sweden, September, talking about uh, Zurich and one or two others in Berlin. Um, and it's getting exciting, so that's happening now. Um, that blog I send out is uh, really interesting, and if people are interested in that, uh, my website is jdmindcoach.com. So it's jdmindcoach.com. And on there is an option to, to look at my book. Um, um, it's also on Amazon. Uh, I'm privileged that the book... F- <laughs> and what's crazy is, I, I haven't mentioned that today, but I was born to Polish parents. So I couldn't speak English at the age of five. And I, I used that in my master classes. And um, I've ended up writing a book, which is crazy because English was my, by far my worst subject. And it's turned out I've got 32 five-star reviews on Amazon now, which is quite remarkable because it's a simple book. 18 chapters, everything we've talked about today in much more detail, and that's available as well. When did you when did you write your book, John? When was it published? It was about 
three years ago now. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was around that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was around about that time. Yeah, yeah. it was Waterstones. I visualized it and the dream board came into that because I had a picture of um, the Waterstones bookcase and I visualized my books in the bookcase. I ended up having a launch there with 100 people and the books ended up in the Waterstones bookcase. So the, the uh, dream board does work. <laughs> You need to be careful what you put on the dream board. Yeah, I yeah, it's got to be positive, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so great, so if people want to find out more, they can go to jdmindcoach.com. That's it. Uh, they can sign up for the blog, they can have yep. a look at the book. And yes. um, and then I guess if they sign up, they'll find out when you're speaking around the country, if yep. they're interested in going along to see you speak as well. That's right, yeah. and the blogs are all on the website as yep. well, so they can have a quick read, see what they think. Superb, superb. Well, an, an enormous thank you for sparing me some of your very valuable time today. Great um, pleasure. I'm, I'm sure that it's it's the morning now, but I'm sure that you were doing your routine before we met this it, morning. It's all been done. <laughs> prepared yourself <laughs> totally for that. But no, superb, John. Uh, thanks enormously for spending time uh, with me today. And uh, I say I'm sure people are going to find it a really fascinating listen. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. If you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.